Hello, and welcome to the People Purpose Podcast, the show that explores all the ins and outs of the challenges and opportunities that HR, people managers, and all people face at work every day. My name is Julie Devlin. I'm here with my co-host. Chess Fields. Hey, Jules. Hey, Chess. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. Hey, Julie, what made you smile today? <laughs> I got the lawn cut yesterday before it rained. Uh, you know what? Highly, highly important lawn care is uh, <laughs> incredibly important. Um, so much so that a while back when I was traveling a little bit, the uh, HOA sent us a letter saying, hey, you needed to mow your lawn. Um, and and our so so I had people come like fertilize it and aerate it and all that. But then I was gone and then we had rain and my schedule just didn't line up. So then we got the letter from the HOA and Lindsay was like, my wife, she's like, you you have to go do this today. And I was like, <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> so, you got yelled at for not I, 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 your avoid, I avoided the fine. I avoided the fine. So uh, that's I'm amazing. Happy for you. That's awesome. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, what great. made you smile today? So, Julie, I, I, most people don't know this because you know. Oh, that reminds me. We have a, a surprise coming up that I have to fill in here. But most people would, don't see this. Not yet, anyways. I always have something to drink with me. And this morning, it was great. Last night, Lindsay and I ordered food. And this morning, I was like, man, like I'm really, really thirsty. And I know Julie and I have to record today. And all of a sudden, I opened up the refrigerator and I had saved it. I had <laughs> saved my tea, my peach tea. And I'm going to be sipping on it during this episode. I'm stoked. And that, I mean, it's the little it's the little things. Julie, it it well. definitely is little things. And I bet you with our love of iced tea, you and I could do a whole episode episode on that. And hey, perhaps we will one day. No, no. Before before we get started, Jules, uh, we will soon have a playlist on YouTube that people can actually see our faces. That's going to be in the very near future. So if people want to read or watch or whatever and see our lovely faces, uh, it's going to happen soon. But that's not why we're here today, Julie. Lucky for you all. You get to see us. Yeah. Not why we're here, though. So No. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, so we're going to start out doing what we always do, the business side of the day. So here it is today. So the vast majority of U.S. adults, so 80%, say they'll be more mindful about practicing self-care regularly once the pandemic is over. And this was according to a survey conducted by the Harris Poll on behalf of the Samueli Integrative Health Programs. So this survey uh, polled 2,051 U.S. adults ages over 18, um, and it also found that nearly half of these people reported that they're struggling to find ways to maintain their whole health Mm. during this time of disruption. And by whole health, I mean physical, mental, spiritual, all of those things. So what are your first thoughts about that? I, I, I agree. I mean, obviously that stat is going to be really hard to um, disagree with Julie that mm-hmm. I think, I think where there's probably uh, if I, if I were going to play devil's advocate here, I think people once the pandemic is over um, are just going to find ways to get busier with other things, which inadvertently could impact their mental health in a positive way or their physical health or whatever. But I also think that uh, we're, we're just busy. Right. Yeah. We're just busy. And the busy keeps us from doing those things that we should be practicing on a regular basis. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I also struggle with the whole concept of when the pandemic is over. Is there really a, no, really? Is there really yeah, a, like a, a date for that? Like I don't know that we're ever gonna have a 
oh, it's eradicated, you know, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's just no more cases ever. Yeah. Right. No right. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I guess it just complicates everything, um, which, sure. Hey, it, it complicates things in HR. And that sort of goes to where we're going to talk, what we're going to talk about today, which is, uh, it's time to get personal. In HR, Julie, it's, great segue. By yeah, way. Thank great you. job. Thank I don't, you. you know, we never ever did this. Great job. I'm good at those. I, I, <laughs> I think by episode 150, I'll be better at a segue. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Um, you know, I, I think that when we think about HR as a profession, uh, we, we take on a lot, and I think that there's a lot of times that we take on almost like a counselor role in organizations and. Yep. When you think about what we do, we care for other people. We care for our employees. We talk to them whenever they have concerns and we resolve their conflicts, which we sometimes think are, think are like, you know, conflicts that children have on the playground. Um, you know, we listen to problems and, you know, what we do on a day-to-day basis, whether or not it's intentionally done or not, but we're working to make sure that the moments that matter for employees, that they actually matter to them or they're the, that they're important to them. And, you know, we make sure that uh, it's a good experience. So mm-hmm. I think that when we do this long enough, it can catch up to us and we we don't know that it's happening. So let me tell you, let me give you a quick story as to why I'm saying this. It's because I experienced it myself. So I remember that uh, when I... I left my role as a HR practitioner. Um, and again, I had been doing it for a very long time. I remember uh, waking up one morning, Chaz, and I felt like this huge weight was lifted off of me. And I couldn't pinpoint why I felt more relaxed. Sure. You know, we talk a lot about what keeps HR up at night. <laughs> and I think that's a, that's, you know, it's a, a phrase for what, what's on our mind, but really I think it's this stress that we carry of day to day issues mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we don't realize that we carry. And even when we leave the workplace mm-hmm. and, you know, those of you listening who are in HR, you probably can agree with this. You know, you still think of, oh, I didn't do this or, oh, I didn't do that or, oh, I have to get this thing done in order to make this manager happy or I need to answer this employee question. You know, I think that we carry a lot with us and the impacts that this has on us, it doesn't happen overnight. It happens over time. It could take weeks, months or even years before you begin to experience levels of physical and and emotional discomfort or distress. So, yeah. Yeah. Julie, it's it's crazy because with HR, and I'm not saying that that there aren't ways to find fulfillment in in HR, but it is such a giving role, significantly more, um, I, I believe, than than other roles. I mean, and I'm not disparaging any other roles, but it's, I mean, it's a give and give and give and give and give, and at some point that that's going to weigh on you, right? Like yeah. you have to take the time, and you'd mentioned that moments that matter before. Yeah. And, and we've talked about it too. It it, it was a huge, it still is a huge topic in my opinion, but we go back to that site contract and it's, it's a constantly changing moments that matter piece. But the, the big component that we forget about is that your moments that matter in an organization as a leader is very different than mine as an employee. Right. So the, 
it's so funny, the new topics or whatever come out and, and we have this idea that HR just has to be able to transform overnight. And that, Julie, that doesn't happen in anything other right. than, you know, like when a pandemic strikes and you have to figure out how you're going to work, you know, do all those things. But HR just has so much to do. It's really getting to the point, if it wasn't before, that we can't stay away from actually getting personal. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, what you just said sparked something in me. And I'm wondering, you know, so companies saw how quickly we had to pivot. We had to go from whatever we were doing before March of 2020 to whatever it looked like after March of 2020. Now, typically, when you talk about business, when you talk about HR, those kind of transformations take years. But we did them in days <laughs> um, yeah. because we were forced to. Right. And I wonder if organizations are going to expect HR to be able to pivot that quickly on things again in the future. And I right. think that when we talk about a personal thing, uh, it being personal, you know, HR taking care of themselves too. Um, gosh, I wonder what kind of stress that organizations may put on folks moving forward. Right, right. That's my that's my concern. Is well, you've done it before. Why can't you do it again? Right. And it's right. like, y'all, like, look at what it impacted. Though culture was impacted, people's mental health was impacted, the work was impacted. Like there were so many other elements that that. HR couldn't control that just completely got put on their plate to say, go, go fix this. And you're like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me fix this. Also take care of myself, my family, my, you know, yeah. a million other different things, right. you know, Chaz, our, uh, our, our, our team leader, Teresa has this great quote that she sure. talks about in her, her talks. And she says, if you don't make time for your wellness, you will be forced to make time for your illness. And I think when I think about that quote, I think it can really apply to everyone, but it also can apply to HR professionals, especially right. Mm -hmm. To make, to take time for their wellness, to be mindful of the mental challenges that they're going through uh, as people um, in addition to the mental challenges that employees are going through. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I I think that sometimes HR sort of forgets to take Mm -hmm. care of themselves. (laughs) Um, And the reason I can say that confidently is because I, I lived it. Right. And, and, and the reality of it is Julie, and I know you're going to talk about this here in a, here in a second, but we got into the point that we didn't feel as though we could do it because we're stuck in this mindset of, of give and give and give and give, give to the organization, give to the employees, making sure that the strategy is in place, making sure the tactical things are taken care of, making sure all the administration is done in our job answering emails late, working from home and not being able to shut it off. Like the, I could, we, we need a whiteboard, Julie. That's yeah. what we need. We need a whiteboard to start listing all of these things. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get sick, you're tired, you're, you know, anxious, depressed, whatever those emotions are because we, we didn't take a step back. Right. Yeah. And I think Chaz, the, the question becomes, or, you know, we can say all of this stuff, but you know, those mm-hmm. of you listening might say, okay, well, what do we do about it? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about, about what, what you can possibly do about it. First, sure. I would, I would highly encourage um, the, the doing is to actually do something and not nothing, right? Um, the cost of doing nothing when it comes to your mental health is 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 great. But I think you also have to take inventory of the things that you need 
you as an HR professional, what do you need? What tools do you need to be successful? So there was a lot of times, a lot of years in, in my role as a practitioner where my job right. was mostly transactional and I handled a lot of paper-based processes and benefits administration and, you know, all, all of that. Um, for um for for discipline issues um always fun by the way yeah yeah oh yeah absolutely absolutely you know for discipline issues i think that um i i think that really took a toll on me um took a toll on me in in lots of different ways mm-hmm. um i don't know I, I i just think that i just think that hr professionals in general we just have to make sure that when, when it comes to what, it, what do we need to do to uh, who do we need to ask for help? Right. I think that's important too. That's probably step one too. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I handle, I handled a lot of process oriented matters, you know, generally those transactional activities and recruitment and onboarding and all of that. So I think too, the other thing is the employee relations issues. The employee yeah. relations issues really tended to take a toll on me. Um, employees, like they couldn't get along with each other. And I don't know, the reality is my, my everyday situation was stressful. So it seemed constant, Julie. Yeah, it was. And I needed additional tools and I didn't ask for them. So why do you think that is? Um, I think, I think because I was just trying to get through the day Mm -hmm. and like, I didn't know what was even available to me. Like looking back on it, I could say, oh, yeah, I wish I had this HR tech or I mm-hmm. wish I had, you know, this tool in order to make sure that managers could give feedback to their employees in a, in a different and more meaningful way. So, yeah, the I think another piece is, too, is the internal office political discussions or the the tattletaling, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, well, they said this or or they said that. And and it just, I mean, it really, really suppresses you over the course of time to not be able to to be the strategic leader that you so desire to be or to even get some of the the functional or transactional stuff done because you're exhausted. Like yeah. let's just call it what it is. It's it's exhaustion, right? And you think yeah. about ACA, HIPAA, changing regulations, you know, pick pick something, right? And and like you said, I think the key point that you mentioned, Julie, is they people don't know where to start. So maybe asking the question what what is the biggest disruption in your day to day? More importantly, uh, the evil vampire. What is the time sucker? The biggest <laughs> right. time sucker. You know. Yeah, I think that I think that's a great place to start. Um, mm-hmm. Taking a look at your day to day processes, and if that's too overwhelming, take a look at your week to week processes, and just say, okay, what are the things that are really causing me stress? Mm-hmm. And what are some possible solutions? You know, write them down, mm-hmm. some possible solutions, even if they're not feasible or whatever, <laughs> you know, um, I think that that sort of leads us to another another point is that we have to take a deeper look at our processes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> consider asking yourself some questions to determine if you have all you need to ensure your stress levels stay as low as possible. <laughs> Right. That's um, not saying we're not eliminating stress because I think that's very realistic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, but, I'm not but saying we can lower it. stress. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think we can. I think we can. And I'm not saying that some sort of tool is going to be all you need. Right. Sure, but, sure. but, but it can help is what I'm right, saying. Right. It was, or what I would argue. So, 
I mean, you know, ask yourself some questions. Are you often disrupted during the day by tactical tasks, you know, that could be streamlined? And are you looking at the right solutions to help you manage your people more efficiently? Um, You know, do your employees have an easy to use way to access their pay stubs and self-service options? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, in this day and age, people, people need that. I remember that when I didn't have that for my employees, I would constantly get phone calls. I would get phone calls from people who would be at their mortgage lender saying, I need two pay stubs right now. <laughs> and, and I think to myself, what if I wasn't there? Well, what let me drop. Yeah. Let me drop everything well, that I'm doing. No, too. <laughs> I, I, and I had to Chaz. I know. I had I to, know. I had yeah. to. And, and it, it just, I remember how much time that took. And I'm thinking to myself, man, how great would it have been had they could just pull out their smartphone and and look at their pay stubs and and give them to the people that needed them? So, you know, what what administrative tasks can we sort of get rid of? Can we push aside to focus more on HR strategy? I think is a question. Yeah, no, that's really really good. I, I'm going to play a little bit of a devil's advocate here uh, because I've worked with companies that uh, they they didn't know a certain tool or tech or even where to start on processes, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you you had stated, you know, uh, there has to be a better way to do a certain process. And I, I think we have a lot of people that that don't even know where to start with that. And, and what I would say is there are a ton of communities out there uh, that that you can get involved with from, from SHRM to, to very various others. If you need to ask, let Julian, I know, shoot us a message on LinkedIn or, you know, tag us in a post or something because we can help you. There is a ton of resources and information out there. And Julie, you and I see it every day. We walk into an organization and they may have uh, a 10-step process for something and we just look at them and say, why? Right. right. And they and, and to be fair to them, they don't they don't even uh, recognize to ask the question why, because it's just the way that we've always done it. Right. Yes. 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 It's and, on autopilot. Yeah. And, and, and don't get me wrong like that. That's sustainable to some degree. But then they tell us their huge plans for growth or scalability or their strategic initiatives. And I'm like, y'all, we we've got to we got to get our house in order first. Right. And and sometimes we have to just be the awareness piece of that to say, hey, look, you know, there is a better way of doing this. Here's what we can gather and here, here's the information. And oh, by the way, you may take a look or pick up the phone. What I love about the HR community is that you could be direct competitors, but HR will always talk to other HR people. Generally, yes. I Generally speaking, yeah, right? I find and, that's true. Yeah. And it's so cool to witness because then they start to help one another. So I really appreciate your questions here, specifically um, what administrative tasks would need to be lifted off of your plate to focus more on HR strategy yeah. because of that day-to-day, because of that suppression and in, in the the things that you have to pivot in the middle of the day, that really will make a difference in in making you a, a better person and in, in your work life balance and, and feeling um you know less better. Stress. Yeah, yeah, less stress. So <laughs> you know, I, I think that um something to you know, something you said really struck a chord. It's just, you know, how HR folks tend to help each other. I, I would it. yeah, I, I mean I'm going to guarantee something for all of you listening, whatever HR issue you're going through, you're not the first one to go through Mm -hmm. it. Um, But, but let me tell you something. When I was a practitioner, there was a period of time where I thought I was the only one that didn't have everything figured out. You're not. 
Um, none of us, none of us have everything perfect. And it's a constant uh, process to make sure that we are constantly assessing and evaluating our processes to make sure that uh, we are uh, being as efficient and effective as possible. So that's awesome. Well, Julie, yeah. let's do this. Uh, number one, what did you find your purpose in today? Uh, okay. Today, uh, I would say if you don't make time for your wellness, you'll be forced to make time for your illness. That's, that's for sure. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> so today, Julie, I found my purpose in it, which by the way, thank you for sharing your story and being so personal. Oh, I think a absolutely. lot of people need to hear this, but today <laughs> uh, people deserve the tools to help get their job done. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, the other thing is that we need to make sure that we're reviewing our processes to make sure that they work. Um, and, and that's, that that's seems so, yeah, <laughs> and that, that seems so simple, but it's something that we sometimes forget to do. So, yeah. you know, if you have questions or, you know, you want to reach out to Chaz and I, we're happy to help you do that. Absolutely. And we'll connect you with the right people to make sure, uh, whether it's your industry or anything else, we'll make sure that you have the resources that you need to uh, do better at work and make sure that you're living a, a, a more full life. So Julie, that wraps us up. A few reminders before we leave, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. Use the hashtag PeoplePurposePod on social media sites like Twitter and LinkedIn. Hey, be sure to check out the latest blogs and research from the Workforce Institute at UKG by visiting workforceinstitute.org. Julie, I'm going to go finish my lovely tea. Uh, thank you all <laughs> for being here. Uh, we will talk to you soon. This is us signing off. Cheers, y'all. Thanks. Bye. Hello.